Hey, did you guys hear that the government is shut down? It, we are on day 20 of a government shutdown. It is currently the second longest shutdown in American history, and it's affecting all numbers of agencies, including the Department of Homeland Security, the Executive Office of Immigration Review, and the Department of Justice. Nationwide, the backlog at immigration courts are at an all-time high, and here to tell us about that backlog is WBEZ reporter Maria Zamudio. Welcome, first of all. Welcome to The Morning Amp, and thank you for, for filing this story. How are you this morning? Hi, Jill. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm happy to be back. Yay. Uh, let's start at a national level, first of all. Uh, relatively speaking, how big is this immigration backlog? Right. So uh, before we get started in the shut, uh, government shutdown, we have to give you guys a little bit of background to understand the the problem. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, the backlog in the immigration court system was already bad. And so by the time um, the shutdown came around, uh, there was already a um, almost three-year wait list for Chicago for any um, immigration court case to, to be adjudicated. Mm -hmm. So we were talking, um, we're really talking about cases where uh, folks are fighting a deportation. We're talking about cases where um, asylum seekers are waiting for their day in court to prove that they have a legitimate claim. And um, the administrative, uh, the immigration court is an administrative court system that's under the Department of Justice. And so every single immigration judge is an employee of the Department of Justice. Mm -hmm. So when the shutdown happened, um, the the judges were told not to do any work. And so all, every single um hearing during those 20 days of the shutdown has been canceled. Mm -hmm. And so what what that is creating is uh, sort of a chaotic situation. We haven't been able to get a ton of information from the uh, Department of Justice, um, the EOIR office, because their employees are furloughed. Yeah. So every time I try to reach them, everything's closed. Mm -hmm. So I went to the non-detained docket um, here, the, the non-detained docket court in Chicago, and it was completely closed. Now, cases involving um, immigrants who are currently detained, that that court is open, but there's there's only two judges working there. Um, and so um, I interviewed a couple of um, immigration attorneys. That's how we've been getting information. And um, there's, uh, there's one case in particular that I featured in my story uh, involving um, an asylum seeker who had been waiting to get her court um, hearing since 2010. So her case is a little unusual because... Um, she, her her case had been moved to another court, um, another judge, and so that that created a lot of problems. But um, she had her final hearing last week, mm -hmm. and because of the shutdown, it was completely closed. And uh, now her her attorney doesn't know when they're going to be able to get another hearing. Um, now, I spoke with um, an immigration judge based in San Francisco um, who was telling me that it's been really difficult for her to understand what's, go what's going to happen. So she's guessing that when the shutdown ends, immigration judges are going to go back to their chambers. They're going to have to figure out uh, where they're going to reschedule a lot of the hearings that were canceled. And so the wait, again, in Chicago is three years. So we're, I'm guessing that is probably going to take a couple of years for the folks who missed their dates. 
Now, the, the attorney that you spoke to is named Lisa Chun. And uh, before we hear from her, uh, what besides uh, this particular case, what does her workload look like? And how is this shutdown just affecting her, her day-to-day and her relationship with her clients? She described um, <clears throat> the situation as sort of... Um it's unsettling. Um, they're not getting a ton of information. Um, and she she spoke mostly about the case involving um, this asylum seeker from Ecuador. She's an indigenous woman seeking asylum in the U.S. And she has been prepping this case for, again, since 2010. So it's been a long road for her. And she talks about how she's been prepping her client Um uh, she's been trying to get, um, you know, all the documents from Ecuador. She's been getting um, a volunteer expert to come and testify. So for her, it just becomes another hurdle to try to redo this, um, you know, prep, the prep for the case again in a, in a, in a time when you don't know when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I spoke to another immigration immigration attorney that talked about this backlog is really difficult for attorneys to handle because if you take on a client, you're really committing yourself to representing them for three years down the road, maybe more. And so that becomes um, an an organizational problem for uh, some of the attorneys. Let's hear from Lisa Chung. Nine years later, she's still waiting. Um, And it's it's just it's gut wrenching because when we prepare for trial, we have to do a mock. Um, you know, we do a mock hearing where she has to. You know, we have to ask her questions. She has to relive the trauma. Um, we also found an expert witness who specializes in women's um, issues in Latin America, particularly. Ecuador, and the expert witness has been doing this out of her own kindness and is not getting paid, and now we have had to prepare the expert witness twice without the ability to, to go forward. That was Lisa Chun, an immigration attorney here in in Chicago. I'm speaking with Maria Zamudia from WBEZ. We're talking about how the government shutdown is affecting immigration courts. Now, even before the shutdown, there were backlogs that existed. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, so you may remember um, during the Obama administration, there was a record number of deportations. And the the Obama administration used all these different categories of deportations that bypassed the court system, but there was still so much enforcement that um, it kind of ended in the court system. So mm-hmm. there was the backlog started there. And then uh, by the time the Trump administration took over, um, there was a lot of different changes. Um, again, the immigration court is under the Department of Justice and former um, Attorney General Jeff Sessions was um, unusually involved in in the immigration court system. So last year, um, Uh, Jeff Sessions ordered immigration judges to end a common practice of temporarily removing um, cases from their dockets without issuing decisions. Um, This is also known as administratively closing the cases. Mm -hmm. And so um, he essentially took the discretion away from immigration judges um, in in closing these cases and trying to ease the load um, with um, with 
with the cases, right? And um, also the the Trump administration has just been a, a lot more um, willing to enforce uh, immigration um offenses and during the Obama administration there was a priority list of who they wanted to focus and and deport right mm-hmm. and so in under the the Trump administration there isn't really a priority list it's just whomever all encompassing exactly yeah. and while spending for immigration enforcement has increased um, that hasn't really happened for the court system that sounds incredibly frustrating uh, down here on the low level, life-altering here on the high level. Uh, You spoke to a judge uh, from San Francisco. You mentioned her name is Dana Marks. And uh, she talks about uh, just the frustration, the, the, uh, you know, not being able to do her job and how it's affecting uh, folks in her jurisdiction. Let's hear from Dana Marks. The government backlog is the last straw on the camel's back that is just a crushing load in the immigration courts. There are over 1.1 million cases pending in front of only 400 or so immigration judges across the country. And during the shutdown, the only cases that are heard are the cases of people who are kept in uh, detention, in custody by the DHS. All other cases, which are the majority of cases in our system, just get delayed indefinitely as the judges uh, are not allowed to work. These cases that are taken off the court's calendars now because the courts are closed, there's no place to put them. It's like being bumped off an airline, but there's no later flight that day or that week or that month. You're going to have to travel years later. And that's the situation for many of the people. That was Judge Dana Marks. Uh, she is a immigration attorney in San Francisco. Maria Zamudio is a reporter at the immigration desk across the hall at WBEZ. This just appears that uh, Judge Marks' hands are completely tied. How uh, how is this sense of frustration uh, permeating uh, the courts and and the clients? What are they supposed to do? Right and. You know, um, Judge Marks um, has an unusual role. Um, So typically immigration judges don't speak to the media at all. She has a different role with another organization, and that's how she was able to talk with me. Uh, But overall, I mean, immigration judges are federal employees, so we can't really speak to them. And the sense that we get from immigrants um, is that there are basically living in limbo, right? So they're fighting a deportation hearing. They are waiting for their day in court to prove whether or not they have a legitimate asylum claim. Mm-hmm. So these are cases that are being dragged out for years and years and years, essentially putting a lot of um, the immigrants in, in this sort of limbo state. I wonder what recourse people have now. Uh, there's no real sense of when the shutdown will end. And even before the shutdown, as we mentioned, things weren't moving as quickly as, as people would probably like them to. What will people do? What will the, how, this, how will this affect the everyday lives of these folks just trying to do what the law says is the right thing? Yeah, I think one of the, the biggest concerns that I've heard from um, immigration uh, attorneys is that <clears throat> a lot of immigrants move around a lot. So they rent and they move to different places. And 
when you have a pending case in immigration court, if you don't show up to court, you get an immediate um, order of removal. And so if you're moving around a lot and you're not updating your um, your address or you're trying to update your address, but the government is shut down. No one's there to no, file that. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's having real, it's going to have real consequences for a lot of these folks um, who may get an updated date for, to show up to court, but they don't, they never receive it. Mm-hmm. So that becomes an automatic order, um, d- uh, deportation order. And so it, this is having a real, real impact for a lot of these families. And unfortunately, there's because there's no one in the office to give me a straight answer as to how they're going to reschedule a lot of these cases. We just have no idea what's going to happen or how long it'll it'll take for someone who had a hearing scheduled for during the shutdown uh, to get a new date. I I can't help but think of folks who've been waiting for several years to get a definite date on a calendar, and then just one day in January for. For reasons, they are allowed to to continue. It's very it's very frustrating. Uh, but Maria, your work is is encouraging. Thank you for keeping us updated on this, and we'll keep folks updated uh, as things become more apparent. You can follow Maria Zamudio at M I Zamudio on Twitter, or go to wbez.org and check out all the work that she does. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me.